So much of the conversation in the media and among experts is about our broken two-party system: Democrats versus Republicans. These are the wrong conversations if we want to tackle the threat to U.S. democracy today, because we have a much more fundamental challenge, and it's quickly growing. The United States election infrastructure is crumbling. The full and free exercise of our sacred right and duty to vote is more important in the long run than the personal hopes or ambitions of any candidate for any office in the land. This is High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast about elections administration. You just heard from Tiana Epps Johnson with the Center for Tech and Civic Life. That was from her recent TED Talk, where she announced the U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence. You can find a link to it in our show notes. Now here's our hosts, Brianna Lennon and Eric Fay. Today we are talking to the co-founder and director of government services with Center for Tech and Civic Life, Whitney May. And we're really excited to delve into the new U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence and see how local election officials can benefit from this new program and learn a little bit more about it. So thank you very much, Whitney, for coming on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at the Center for Tech and Civic Life and with the Alliance and also how you got into elections in the first place? Yeah, thanks for having me, Brianna and Eric. So excited to be here. Um, elections. Um, I got pulled into election administration in 2007. At that point in my life, I was living in North Carolina, and I was working on a goat farm, milking goats, making cheese, and um, was living in Durham County. And the goat farm was a couple counties over in Chatham County. And as you might guess, um, you know, income as a farmer is not the greatest. It's very rewarding work, but doesn't pay a lot. And so there was a job opening at the local board of elections, the Durham County Board of Elections. Um, and the responsibilities were like two hats. So it was a job where the person was responsible for managing the department's budget and um, managing poll workers. At that point in my life, I um, had a college degree in business administration, so I was like, I can manage the budget. And at that point, I had been working on the goat farm for a number of years, getting 60 goats in and out of a milking parlor twice a day, and I was like, I can manage poll workers. Um, so this was like a really good job. Like honestly, like this was a good job for me, a good paying job. I had insurance, and I was excited about it. I'm excited about working in my community, getting to help uh, my neighbors, and so applied and got that job. That was 2007, um, and caught the bug. So that was like North Carolina in 2007, you can imagine, was like a really exciting place to be um, in election administration, lots of adrenaline, um, and so caught the bug in 2007, haven't turned back. Um, and now my role at the Center for Tech and Civic Life as the Director of Government Services really reflects on my experience at the local level, uh, working at, um, in Durham County and thinking about ways that we can support local election officials with tools, training, best practices, so they can better serve voters in their community. 
Um, so that's what I get to do every day at CTCL, and I've got a great team uh, that supports that work. So Whitney, what was more difficult, herding goats or herding poll workers? Um, I think poll workers, for sure. Um, when I think about elections, and I think this is probably true um, with other fields as well, like the human element is the hardest part. We are complicated. We're like the most complicated creatures. Um, what motivates us, um, how we learn, um, is just complicated. And so um, I think goats are a lot more straightforward than, than we are. <laughs> I did want to talk a little bit about uh, one of the things that I know that you have worked on specifically is supporting local election authorities in trying to do things like recruiting, retaining, um, training poll workers. And uh, the this new, the Alliance for Elections Excellence, um, does some of that build on the work that you have already been doing? Or is this a brand new type of thing that is born out of a different need that you have found? So when I think about the Alliance, um, to me, it is a natural evolution and a natural expansion of CTCL's work. When you look at the origins of our organization, um, I think we've been consistent over the years and continue to be consistent through our vision of the Alliance. Uh, and two things come to mind for me and that when I think about the consistency in our approach um, the first one is, from the beginning, we've always centered election officials. How can we support election officials, especially at the local level, with tools, training, best practices? You know, in 2020, it was funding. So really thinking about how are we listening to election officials, listening to what they need, and seeing in what ways that we could address those needs and fill gaps. We've done that from the beginning, we continue to do that. I think the other thing that comes to mind for me uh, with our approach and how we've been consistent and how the Alliance is an extension of that is how we do the work. And we do that in deep collaboration with partners and experts. And I, I you know, what, what comes to mind is like our partnership with the Center for Civic Design, some of our favorite partners. Um, I affectionately call the other Whitney um, and so when I look back, our very first partnership um, was working with CCD um, and thinking about how we could take their field guide number seven, which was this really beautiful research on how to design an election department website, how we could take that, sort of operationalize it, bake it into a website template so any election department regardless of the technology uh, that they had in-house, could easily take this template, plug and play, and have a um, mobile-friendly, uh, voter-facing website. So that was like 2000 and, uh, no, when was that? It was in 2013, 2014, um, when we started to like think through ways that we could um, lean on partners and other people's expertise in the field and collaborate in a way that together um, produces something really rich and really useful for election officials. And so 
Fast forward to the Alliance, uh, our vision is to continue to bring together really smart people um, in a nonpartisan collaborative alongside election officials to think about ways that we can improve the voter experience. Because ultimately this is about um, how um, election officials and teams of election officials in your departments are better serving voters. So, and really briefly, just because I don't think that we went into this, but the U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence, it's its more than just the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And you mentioned it's the Center for Civic Design. It's also the Center for Secure and Modern Elections, the Elections Group, which is uh, full of former election officials. So it's people that have done the work before. Um, the Hasso Plattner Institute of Design at Stanford University, the Prototyping Systems Lab at UC Davis, and U.S. Digital Response. So this really does go all across the board and tries to, it, is it fair to say that it tries to kind of leverage all of the work that these organizations have been doing for the benefit of local election offices and through that, the voting experience? That's right. That's right. So, um, the idea here is that um, we have designers, technologists, uh, policy experts, former election officials, um, training professionals all coming together to work alongside election officials to sort of level up their skills, level up competencies, all pointing towards an improved voter experience. And so uh, I mentioned CCD is one of the partners. I think when folks um, think about CCD, or at least when I think about CCD, it's like the gold standard for design in elections here in the US. So thinking about ballot design, form design, envelope design. Um, our partners uh, at US Digital Response um, are awesome in supporting um, government and local election departments specifically, thinking about um, technology solutions for maybe administrative tasks that are repetitive and like looking at ways to automate things that might be taking up a lot of an, uh, an election administrator's time. Uh, one example of that was their poll worker uh, management tool that they built um, in 2020 and continued to, to deploy to election departments across the country. Hi, I'm Brianna Lennon, County Clerk for Boone County, Missouri. And you're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast where we explore local election administration. So Whitney, what is this thing, the Alliance, actually? I mean, it, it, if one looks at the, the website, it looks like uh, a local election office would apply um, to be, uh, what is it called, the Center for Election Excellence? And um, does that mean... I mean, the alliance sounds like it's from Star Wars. So if an election office signs up, is there some rebel base you go to to learn, get training on how to be a great election office or something? So the vision is um, in, the, in the first phase of um, this five-year strategy, we'll be inviting election departments to become centers for election excellence. So that's uh, what you see when you visit the website um, and so the idea is that we'll have a cohort of, let's say, 10 to 15 centers 
who are diverse and representative of the universe of election departments in the U.S. Diverse in the sense of geography, in the sense of size, diverse um, along a dimension of uh, structure, right? So is the election official appointed? Are they elected? Um, does the election department have other responsibilities like a clerk or an auditor? Or are they just focused on elections like a supervisor in Florida? So thinking about a nice mix of departments in this first cohort of centers. And the idea here is the alliance partners will work with these 10 to 15 centers over a two-year engagement period, um, thinking about what's possible, really like a blue sky approach to um, setting goals for the election department, looking at what are the blockers to achieving those goals, and um, tapping in resources um, to make sure that these election departments can overcome those challenges. Um, and the idea here is that with if when we've got this diverse cohort, any election department in the country should be able to look at a center and find um, like a colleague um, department, someone that they have a lot in common with that they could look to to be like, if they could do it there, then like we could do it in our office. Um, and so that's really how we see um, over the long term the possibility of scaling. So if we're able to find a solution, um, a technology solution, for example, a piece of um, like a, a, some software that works across these 10 to 15 diverse offices, then the hypothesis is that it could work really anywhere, right? Um, if this um, intervention, this improvement that we make um, that is successful across these 10 to 15 diverse election departments, that in theory it could really scale to any election department. Um, so that's sort of the vision of like bringing these 10 to 15 departments together, that's a diverse cohort, engaging with them over a two-year period, providing support from expert partners, providing funding if, if folks need funding, to really envision what's possible. What is possible when an election department has the support that they need to serve their community? And how can we scale that beyond just these 10 to 15 um, centers? This, to me, seems like a very unique idea. I'm wondering if the inspiration for it came from some other sector, private or public, or is it, is it kind of a, a first-time thing? That's a good question. I mean, part of this, Eric, came from um, our experience and reflecting on the work that uh, we did in 2020. And so if you recall, 2020 was wild. Um, this was the presidential election colliding with a pandemic. And what we saw were heroic efforts uh, from so many Americans coming off the sidelines to be poll workers for the first time from election officials, making sure that voters didn't have to choose between um, their health and, and safety and casting a ballot in the presidential election. Um, corporations and other nonprofits stepping up and contributing in whatever way they could um, to keep people safe 
um, so they could cast their ballot in November. I'm really, really proud of all the work that happened in 2020 to make that possible. Um, and I think everyone should be really proud of that. Um, and one of the lessons that we took away from that was, um, you know, we provided the, the funds to election departments in the election department that applied, that was um, verified as legitimate, received funding from us to administer safe, secure elections in their community. Um, and a handful of election departments also received uh, technical assistance from uh, us and some of our partners. Um, and what we heard was like, that was a huge help. Like funding is, funding only gets you like so far. Um, what I think we heard from folks is they're really hungry for um, being connected to other election officials. So having this learning community and being connected to other experts outside of election administration. There's just this huge appetite for that. And so the Alliance is really um, sort of a response to what we heard from election officials um, based on the experience in 2020. So I'm not sure if it's been tried in other industries. Um, I think that's a great question, but it's certainly like something that um, came out of our experience in 2020. And again, what we heard election officials we're hungry for moving forward. Well, Whitney, I'd like to get into what might be the potentially a controversial aspect of this program. And uh, you all pretty much address it up front on your website. I mean, in the in the FAQ section, there there's one there that says, what if an election office receives backlash by participating in this program? What support can the Alliance provide? And I assume that's prompted by the backlash following the, the grants that CTCL gave to election offices in 2020. Yeah, so there, there may be some uh, reticence amongst some election administrators to sign on with the, this new U.S. Center for Election Excellence uh, because the Center for Tech and Civic Life is... is uh, a big part of it, and CTCL, or Center for Tech and Civic Life, um, administered this very large grant from the Zuckerbergs in 2020, and that grant became uh, controversial in a number of places across the country, and so out of an abundance of caution or wanting to just avoid, uh, you know, any more controversy <laughs> or questions, um, they're there may be some election administrators that avoid it altogether. The increasing amount of politicization of elections administration, a lot of it can be tied to when election administrators started taking grant money. And in 2020, there was a huge need for resources because we didn't have PPE, we didn't have the basics that we needed to run an election with the increased cost of having to prepare for COVID. And the Organizations that had the ability to step in, one of them was CTCL, there were some others uh, that provided resources and grant money to both secretary of state offices and local election administrators. And it, it allowed us all to be able to pay for the things that we needed to do to make the election function. 
But as a result of it in the ensuing 2020 controversy, they became kind of wrapped up as collateral damage. And they continue to put out good information. I mean, a lot of the organizations within the Alliance are still putting out really helpful um, primers on cybersecurity and on navigating social media and all kinds of really useful things. And they're stepping now into this role of trying to provide support systems from direct feedback they've gotten from local election administrators. So while it, it might still be seen as controversial if you don't know all of the details of the work that's being done and the benefits that a lot of our offices have had from them, it can kind of be a, a shadow over uh, what's happening. So that, I guess, is kind of why. And in, the ver in various state legislatures across the country, those type of grants are, are being banned in, in the future, uh, in-kind supports being, being prohibited in the future, um, uh, public information requests of election departments about the CTCL grants have, have been common throughout the country. So in addition to what's on the website, how, how do folks at the Alliance respond to the concerns of election administrators that go something like, boy, this sounds like a really good program. I, my office could really benefit from it, but I don't know if I want all the other stuff, for lack of a better term, that might come along with it. What do you say to that? Unfortunately, we are in a moment in U.S. history where election officials are under attack for simply doing their job. And so what I've observed is regardless of whether or not an election department is engaged with CTCL or other nonprofits, the, the field is under attack. Our response to that is an alternative path forward to say, when you're under attack, um, how can we support election officials? And that um, is building a community that encourages and celebrates hard work rather than vilifying it. And that's sort of the ethos of the Alliance. We are coming together as a community to say this is what we stand for. We have each other's back no matter what comes next. Um, yeah, and I just, I know it sucks. It just sucks the moment we're in. And our response is to say we're sticking together. We have each other's back. This work is important and we will continue to support it and each other. And so when I think about the, some of the support that we can offer election departments um, who are centers, I think about comms training so sort of press releases that we can provide, uh, ways that they might combat misleading information about the Alliance specifically, um, security um, resources that we can provide, digital and physical security resources. Um, so those are kind of the ways that we could imagine um, the center specifically getting support from us if they anticipate um, backlash in their communities. You don't necessarily have to answer this question, but I'm just curious, given the groups that are involved, um, they're not ones that you would traditionally think, not all of them, would be elections-focused. Design design departments of universities are not what I would first think of being interested in helping out with elections. 
how uh, and why, if you know, um, did some of these organizations decide to get involved in the alliance and, um, you know, kind of commit their talent and resources to this project? Yeah, when I look at the, um, so for example, the prototyping systems lab at UC Davis, um, the D school at Stanford, um, I think in a post-2020 world, we have folks uh, from all different sectors coming off the sidelines um, who want to help. And I th my hunch is that designers and like systems thinkers can really like get engaged with any challenge, right? Like um, any industry, a design thinker can come in and start to like map things out, test assumptions, um, brainstorm solutions, um, go into a prototyping phase, iterate. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised to see these two specific organizations um, indicate that they're interested in continuing this work. I mean, is there anything that we missed? I want every election department to know that they are invited to join the Alliance. Um, there's an opportunity to be a center. Um, in addition to that, there's an opportunity to test drive some of the resources that get developed in collaboration with the centers, um, to offer advice, offer your expertise, be part of this learning community as we grow, um, to speak on the record about your experience, your challenges, whether that's related to operations or funding, um, and also offer notes of gratitude. So I just would encourage every election department um, to visit electionexcellence.org and explore ways that you can get involved with the Alliance. American Democracy is a group project. We want you on our team. You've been listening to High Turnout Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. I'm your host, Brianna Lennon, alongside Eric Fay. Thanks to KBIA for making this podcast possible. Our managing editor is Rebecca Smith. Our managing producer is Aaron Hay. And our associate producers are Abigail Ruman and Katie Quinn. This has been High Turnout Wide Margins. Thanks for listening.